It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast. This is the podcast designed to help you thrive no matter what life is throwing your way. This is not about, you know, just because you are at the top of your game, that proves that you are thriving. I believe that thriving comes from taking on the tough places, taking on the stumbles, learning from them, growing from them. And this is about us coming up with ways of focusing on where you want to get to, not where you've been but where you want to go, knowing that the tough moments are the ones that give you the power, the strength to get to the top of the mountain that you want to climb. A lot of times we are in this mindset that if if things aren't going great, we must be headed in the wrong direction. And my belief that sometimes those, those tough moments, those tough times are what are giving us the strength, the skills, the mindset to get to that next place. When I've talked to person after person who is kind of successful in their field, They all tell me that they've had early failures, that they had tough moments, they had times that they wanted to give up, and the place that changed for them, as opposed to the people who didn't keep moving, didn't get to that top, is they decided to overcome the struggles. They decided to move through those difficult times, and many times they've even told me that those early moments, they weren't ready for their success. They weren't ready because they hadn't gained the skills, they hadn't hadn't gotten the strength up. And so we're here to gain those skills, that strength to move forward, to find a thriving life, not because it's easy, but because sometimes it's tough. And that's what gives us the strength. This morning when I was lifting weights, I kind of thought about that metaphor that, you know, if you want to have strong muscles, you don't find an easy way for them, that there's no way of building muscle just by not, not having any stress on them. The stress, the picking up the heavy weights, the going through the tough stuff, challenging those muscles is what gives us the strength. Our muscles take over and it's the same with our psyche. You know, our brain, our our mind is made strong when we take on those obstacles. And right now we're in the middle of a series talking about habits. And part of our focus here is knowing that when we build the good habits, it powers us through those tough points. When we build up those those habits that allow us to move in the right direction, then we get there. We start off the whole discussion about how habits really do form who we become because we are, in many ways, an accumulation of those habits. That as we pick the good habits, as we avoid the bad habits, we become an accumulation. So whatever habits we're following, we become. If we have sloppy habits, we become sloppy in our lives. If we have habits of health, we become healthy in our lives. If we have habits uh, of, you know, of letting things slide, of not holding ourselves to the best, then that's who we become. So either way, those habits lead us into good places or bad places, into higher places or lower places. Then after that, we talk some about how you make sure those habits stick, how, how you make sure that when you're working those habits, you really get to the place of nailing them down and making sure that when you have a habit you want, that it really hangs on, that you find some ways of holding those habits. And then we talked about the fact that our habits are what really get us towards our goal. We can choose a goal, and a goal, my problem with a goal is it's that deadline. It's out there in the future, and there's the space between here and the goal. Well, what fills that space? What gets you to the place you want to be? 
the systems you build, the, the ways you, you kind of create the atmosphere around you to get you towards that goal and the habits you build that propel you towards the goal, the systems, the background. You know, we talked about that last week about food. If you want to eat healthy food, your system is to make sure you're shopping for healthy food, that that's what's surrounding you. And then your habit is how you take in that food, how you avoid the bad stuff and how you make sure that you're, you're following through, maybe drinking that glass of water. This week, we want to talk about linchpin habits, because sometimes we find that there is a habit that begins to leverage lots of other habits. A linchpin habit is one that allows you to easily build other habits because that, that habit is powerful, A, and B, because it naturally leads to the other ones. It's linked. It's the linchpin on which something else hinges. And so when we talk about that linchpin habit, think of it as the one that allows you to expand into new areas because of the power of that single habit. I'll tell you how I kind of came to this realization a number of years ago, and I've talked about this very openly. So I'll tell you, at one point in my life, I had been studying how people thrive and how people are resilient and how people really move forward in their life. I'd been studying that for a number of years, and I I really kind of thought I was applying it to my own life, but I really wasn't. I was doing some good stuff, but I really wasn't applying my principles to my life, and and I got sick. And part of the reason I got sick is because I allowed my body to to really uh, get under some stress. I allowed my body to uh, be unhealthy. I was out of shape. I was not eating well. I was overweight and was really kind of at the bottom of my game at that moment, even though in some areas I was, I was really pushing. So in the middle of a project, it was a major project, I called a little bit of a bug from one of my uh, family, and that bug triggered something in my body that went into an autoimmune response, and that autoimmune response shut my body down uh, for a long time, and during that time, as I was trying to recover, trying to move forward, I, I didn't like the doctor's diagnosis, and so I was trying to, to find a different route, and as I did that, I realized that I had not been paying attention to my body. And so I realized I needed to get back in the shape. And I took some half-hearted efforts at it. And nothing quite ever took. I never quite built the habit. I, I would try to run a little bit, and, and I'd give up on that. And I, I tried to do a few other things, and would just give up. And I'd fall back into eating habits. And then something changed. And it was inconsequential and yet was majorly consequential. My wife told me that she knew that all my life I'd wanted to learn to scuba dive. But I never took the lessons. In college, it was too expensive. And after that, I was too busy. And one thing after another, I just never quite got around to that. And she said, it's time for you to take lessons. And I said, oh, no, you know, another time down the road when we have uh, things better under control. Well, she surprised me. And on my birthday, the year after I was sick, she gave me uh, a gift certificate to take swimming lessons, or I'm sorry, for scuba diving lessons, which included some swimming, but scuba diving lessons. And so on that first night, I remember it because my instructor was Ray. Ray is my, now continues to be my friend and um, is still my dive partner. And, and we even taught scuba together when we were both teaching. And so Ray was my instructor that night and he made us swim laps in the pool because we needed to demonstrate where we were. So he knew how to teach us. It wasn't so much a swim test, but for me, it was something of a challenge. I'd been out of shape for so long. And so I remember swimming those laps up and down. I had to swim one length underwater and almost passed out, forcing myself all the way to the other end. And then I had to swim six lengths of the pool. So three laps. That was it. 
at the end of that, I remember he was standing at the end of the pool and I climbed out right beside him and I looked at him completely out of breath, feeling winded and lightheaded and, and feeling pretty awful. And I said, I get it. If your point was that scuba diving, we need to be in better shape. I get it. And he kind of chuckled. And that next day, that was a Sunday afternoon, on Monday morning, I reported to the gym and began my exercise because I wanted to be sure that I could finish that, that class, that scuba class. So the scuba class, in some ways, was a linchpin to getting me to turn towards uh, better health. But it wasn't a linchpin habit. The linchpin habit was the fact that I continued to go uh, to that, that exercise and, and I remember it was, I started out, you know, I walked in, it was the YMCA and there was this huge room with all of these machines in it, all the weights and all of these cardio machines. And I didn't know what I was doing. Well, this Y was very smart that they put in the very back, a very small room that had one circuit of machines. And it was designed for the people who were just getting started. It was designed to take us out of all of the confusion and put us back into a circuit that we could manage. So there was one treadmill, and there were a couple of cardio machines, and then there was one circuit of machines. And I began there. I began to, to go through that, and then uh, on the other days, I would go swimming. And over time, I was getting better at my swimming, and I was getting better at the weights. And this is when it became a linchpin. After I would finish exercising, I was tired and so I would drink extra water. I gave up on soft drinks and began to drink water. So the first linchpin habit, the exercise habit, I kind of got down. The reason I got that habit down was because I wanted to do well in something else. I had a goal of getting certified, I had a goal of being uh, scuba certified and moving with that. So I needed to be in better shape, at least to be comfortable, for me to be comfortable. And so that event led to exercising. Exercising was the linchpin habit. Because while I was exercising, I realized I needed to make sure that I stayed hydrated. So I got in the habit of drinking more water. And what I realized was I wanted to be drinking water and not soft drinks because that was a lot of sugar. And so I began to change my habits away from soft drinks and, and away from uh, anything with uh, any liquid um, sweeter, sweetener, right? And so anything that was sweet that I could drink, I switched just to water. So I would carry a water bottle around with me, and that was a great change in my life. And so the linchpin of the exercise led to the water intake. And then what I realized was if I was working that hard at the gym, I didn't want to just go home and kill it with eating bad food, right? And so when I got home, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just eating a bad habit, which which had been my past. I was eating poorly and, and eating foods that were, were not really good for me. And so I began to eat better foods. I began to make better choices in foods because I wanted to make sure that whatever benefit I was getting out of those, the calorie reduction because of, uh, of exercising, I wanted to pay off. I figured if I was working that hard, I might as well see some change in my body. And so I began to eat better. And we began to test around with different uh, ways of eating. Uh, and so as I did that, I began to fine tune what my, my food intake was. And then as I was doing that, I realized that I was probably deficient in some vitamins. And so I began to, to look into what vitamins I might be lacking, particularly magnesium and vitamin D, and because most people are, are deficient in that. And so I began to get in the habit of taking some vitamins, not a, a multivitamin, but a couple of specialized vitamins. 
And as I did that, I began to have some other habits, like I figured if I could do the exercise, I could also maybe add in a walk. And, and as you notice, it's an expanding piece. That's the linchpin of it. There are, it's a web that it begins to grow. And so just because I started that exercise piece, I began to see the ripple effect. So more recently, I can name another of those linchpin, just to give you another example. I decided that I needed to be more serious about my writing. And the only way I could be more serious about my writing was to find a time during the day that was guaranteed writing time. So after reading a couple of things about what other people do, I realized that my best bet was to write early in the morning. And what I realized was the only way I could write early in the morning was if I had enough sleep to get up the next day. So I began to choose the time I was going to get up, and I counted back my eight hours that I needed, and that gave me my bedtime. So I began to be very careful about guarding that bedtime. It's not perfect. If we're out somewhere or if we have company or there's something else going on, I might not quite make it into bed at that time. But it began to be my habit of making sure I was getting to bed at that time so that when I got up in the morning, I was actually able to sit down and do the writing I wanted to do. So now the habit of going to bed at a decent hour meant that I could fulfill the habit of writing. In some ways, the sleeping and the writing ended up being linchpins because it began to set up my day. And so my first step was to set my my bedtime. That was a linchpin to the writing. The writing is a linchpin because after an hour of writing, I'm done writing for the day and it's time for my walk. And my walk is about an hour of walking with my dog. And so I began to linchpin all that together. And at each stage, part of what sets it up is because there's a linchpin habit. My suggestion for you is that you begin to think about how you can find those linchpin habits for you. What is a major one that you can start with that's going to expand to other areas? Generally, the linchpin habits are the ones that you know point you in the right direction. So many times for many people, linchpins are about starting to exercise or are about arranging your day differently so that it flows differently or about going to bed earlier so you can, can start the day the way you want to. Once you have those habits in place, you begin to expand. One of the reasons that I was never able to get up and do the writing was because I would stay up late and not have the energy to do it the next day. One of the reasons that I was eating poorly is because it really didn't matter because I wasn't doing anything else in my life to, you know, to, that mattered. And suddenly, when it matters, when there's one area, you notice that it expands. Now, here's the interesting thing. For many people, picking an important habit for you will lead to the other important habits, just naturally. My guess is if I'd really decided to eat better, if that was my starting point, that could have been my linchpin to exercising because once I'm eating better, then it supports me doing something more active. And what I've discovered is that a lot of times the simple little changes, deciding to go to bed a half hour earlier or an hour earlier than I was, not a big deal. Still about bedtime. I was already going to bed, but now I had a reason to go to bed at a set hour allowed me to follow through on the next habit, which allowed me to follow through on the next habit, which allowed me to follow through on the next one. As a result, 
uh, I'm now through that process on the fourth book that I'm writing. The other, uh, the first one is now out. If you have seen Thrive Principles, you'll see that that was the beginning of that process. <laughs> I, I was finishing up that book as I changed my process. The next one that I wrote after that was uh, about uh, how to recover from infidelity. And after that, I've written a book that has now been accepted by a publisher, The Immutable Laws of Living. And then finally, I'm working on a forgive process now. So that's where just because I began to write that one hour earlier, the fallout of that is a fourth book and the others are already out there. By the way, I would love it. If you need something to help you understand this Thrive Principle, please grab my book, The Thrive Principles. Uh, You can find information at thethriveprinciples.com or simply go to wherever you normally buy your books. It'll be there. Use that as a platform and begin to build your habits so that as you move forward with your linchpin habit, the rest of your life begins to fall in place. This is Lee Balkum challenging you to find your linchpin habit. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.